Welcome back to season 11, episode 29 of the Digital Orthopedist Podcast, where we bring you the extraordinary lectures from the DocSF Experience 2023. My name is Dr. Stefano Bini, and I will be your host for this podcast series. Our next episode kicked off Friday, the third day of the conference, and we heard from Dr. Louis Rosenberg, a keynote on generative AI. Unfortunately, Dr. Rosenberg was sick. He sent us in a pre-recorded lecture that I then discussed with Tom Peterson from our Center for Digital Computation at the University of California at San Francisco. Please join me as we welcome Dr. Rosenberg and Dr. Peterson to the DocSF stage. Louis Rosenberg is a brilliant PhD scientist. He spoke at DocSF last year, and last year I asked him to talk about augmented reality. He is either the founder or contemporaneous to the founders of augmented reality. He built the first AR system for the Air Force in 1992, has stayed involved with technology in general, and now has a company called Unanimous AI. And his thought process is that the only way that humans will be able to compete with these artificial general intelligence models that I think that are potentially coming around will be is if humans can connect their creativity and work together to solve the bigger problems that humanity will face. His vision is humans working together with connected minds. It sounds so futuristic, but these days it's actually not so futuristic. So let's listen to Lewis. Uh, hi, I'm Lewis Rosenberg, the founder and chief scientist of Unanimous AI. And today I'm going to talk about generative AI and the threat to human agency. So let me start with just a couple comments about generative AI. First, it is a genuine computing revolution. It will change society like the PC revolution, the internet revolution, the mobile phone revolution, and it will happen fast, much faster than prior transitions, not five to 10 years, more like one to three years. And it will have risks. Some are familiar risks and some are unfamiliar risks. I will focus mostly on the unfamiliar risks because I think they're the most important to talk about. And they relate to this key fact that generative AI is not just about creating content, it will actually unleash a new form of media, media that is personalized, adaptive, and interactive. And regulators are not ready for this new form of media, which can be used as a dangerous form of targeted influence. So let's talk for a minute about the familiar risks. First is threat to jobs. Generative AI will create human competitive work products at a professional level, at scale. That's going to impact jobs. It's already impacting freelance artists, freelance writers, programmers, analysts, radiologists, oncologists. It's going to impact everybody. It's going to be a problem, but I think we will work through that problem. It's not the first time we've dealt with technologies threatening jobs. Then there's inaccuracy of content. Generative AI produces content that looks very authoritative, but it can be error-prone and biased. There are currently no standards or certifications for accuracy. Regulators and policymakers really need to put a process in place to certify accuracy. We will do that. I think that will get done. That's not a new problem. Then there's deliberate misinformation. Definitely not a new problem. Generative AI produces content that looks authentic, but it can be fake or misleading at massive scale. And we can be buried in fake media, papers, articles. And right now there's no watermarking process. And that's really what we need is a process where every piece of content generated by a large scale AI system should have watermarking built into it so we can trace back where it was generated and know that it was not authentic, that it's computer generated, not authentic content. And I think we'll deal with that. Then there's the unfamiliar risk. Generative AI 
is a new form of media that can threaten human agency. And my thesis is that unless regulated, generative AI could be the most dangerous technology for human manipulation that we've had to confront. And the reason is it enables targeted, customized, interactive, and adaptive influence at scale, aimed at individuals one by one. Before I describe that, I want to just make some definitions so it's clear what I'm talking about. When I say generative AI, I'm talking about large-scale AI systems that can create human competitive content at professional quality at scale. We normally think of those as documents, images, videos, music, computer code, but it also includes conversations. And in fact, conversations are maybe one of the most important pieces of content that gets created. It's so important that we often talk about a conversational AI as a subset of generative AI. And I, and I like to define it as artificial agents that can engage in flowing, coherent dialogue with human users while keeping track of the conversational context and the informational goals. This is not like, you know, issuing a command to Siri. This is real conversations, which brings me to conversational agents, which will be the entities we interact with. Right now, we think of these as chatbots that we type and they type back. These will soon transition to voice bots where we just talk in normal voice. And this will transition to virtual spokespeople where there's a face and persona that's displayed. And as you're talking to this virtual person, it's expressing facial expressions and it looks like a real person you're talking to. That's the path we're on. For sure, because our future is conversational. We will speak naturally to our computers, not stiff commands, real conversations, and computers will speak naturally back to us, not stiff answers, but genuine back and forth with the AI asking for elaborations, clarifications, context, and in fact, the AI will get to know you over time. It's collecting data as it's interacting with you. There's a new form of media, conversational media, that's interactive and adaptive form of information delivery that's individually targeted at users at a massive scale. When will we speak to our computers? All the time. We will have conversations with our search engines, with our digital assistants, with our productivity software, with websites, businesses, and services. We'll have a digital virtual spokesperson that you're interacting with, and you will have conversations with them. Throughout our digital lives, we will just talk to our computers. This will be powered by foundational models, large language models, from a handful of major corporations. And you might think, oh, well, if we just regulate those small number of foundational models, or if they behave responsibly, we're good. We're not good because it will also be accessed through APIs by countless third parties who can influence the conversations through the API. And so you'll be interacting with a website, having a conversation, and you don't really know what the third party is doing through the API. And so without regulation, you won't know who you're talking to, and you won't know what their agenda is. Which brings me to the AI manipulation problem which relates really to targeted, customized, interactive, AI-generated content. So let's say we have a generative AI system and somebody, a third party, has an influence agenda and they want to persuade somebody. What they can do is generate targeted influence on that user that's custom-generated. Custom-generated piece of content specifically for that user based on information you have about that user, their likes and wants and values, create a piece of targeted influence, custom-generated. That alone is dangerous, and we're going to be seeing that right away. But it gets more dangerous because these generative AI systems can then sense the user's reaction to that influence in real time. How does that user respond to that piece of influence that was just presented to them? Senses their reaction, and then it adapts its influence tactics in real time to increase the persuasive impact. Adapts its tactics, so you have this cycle that goes round and round where it imparts influence, senses reactions, adapts tactics, imparts influence, and so what you will have is in real time, targeted persuasion optimized by AI. Now, I know this sounds abstract, 
But honestly, we humans just call this a conversation. After all, if you're a human salesperson and you want to influence somebody, what are you going to do? You're not going to hand them a document. That's not a great way to influence somebody. The best way to influence somebody, if you're a human salesperson, is you pitch them, you sense their reactions and reservations in real time, and then you adjust your tactics and you, you pitch them again. And you sense their reactions and you adjust their tactics and you adjust your pitch and you go round and round and round and you can be very, very persuasive. Generative AI can now do this and it will be doing this. It will customize a pitch for you, a verbal pitch, but it will be crafted based on your history and your likes and your wants and your background. It will customize a pitch for you. It will adapt to your reactions. At first, your reactions might just be, how did you, you know, what did you type back? But soon your reaction will be, what do you say back? Including your vocal inflections, it will sense your emotions and your vocal inflections. And eventually when you're looking at real video chat with an AI, it'll be looking at your facial expressions as well. And, and so it will adapt to your reactions and it will then adjust its arguments. It will make very convincing arguments because it has access to the full world of information. And it will also learn what works on you over time. Not just the tactics that work on you, but the style. So these conversational AI systems will be more skilled than any human salesperson. So why is generative AI dangerous? Well, it will enable targeted, customized, interactive, and adaptive influence at scale. There will be personalized advertisements that are just custom images and videos that are designed specifically to be persuasive to you. And that's dangerous. And already, Google, Microsoft, Meta have already announced that they're going to be using generative AI to create custom advertisements, potentially images and videos, that target people based on their very personal specific parameters. But that's just the very first step. The real issue is that you will be able to then do this interactively and adapt in real time. And so conversational media is the easiest way to do that, where conversational media will be able to basically talk you into influence objectives. And it won't just be advertisements. It will be personalized propaganda, misinformation, disinformation. They can talk you into different beliefs. If, uh, third party wants to talk you into believing that vaccines are bad, it can make very, very convincing arguments. Read your reactions, adjust to your reservations, adjust. That is a much more dangerous piece of influence tactic than just handing you a piece of content. And so we're talking about AI optimized persuasion, and it's extremely dangerous. It will optimize what it says to you. It will hone in on the most effective arguments for you. It will optimize how it says it to you. It will adjust its style, tone, tactics to best influence you. It will optimize who says it. Even the voice and persona, especially when it's visual, the age, gender, race, look, will be optimized for you over time. It will learn what types of personas are most influential on you. And so generative AI could be the most powerful technology of persuasion that we've faced. And this is asymmetric influence. And this is a really important point because you could say, well, oh, well, human salespeople already can do this. So what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that we humans are at extreme disadvantage when we're talking to a conversational AI. This, first of all, there's a familiarity asymmetry. The AI will know your interests, your values, your education, your income, your political affiliation, your favorite teams, favorite movies. You will know nothing about the AI that you're talking to, much less than you would know just by reading a human salesperson. There's reaction asymmetry. The AI will be able to read you from your real-time reactions, your words, but ultimately your vocal inflections, facial expressions, posture. You will read nothing into the entity you're talking to. Black box. There's continuity asymmetry. The AI will model you over time. It will learn how you act and react over time. 
you will learn nothing about this entity you're talking to because it will have a new agenda every time. There's an information asymmetry. This AI will have access to infinite information to make persuasive points to you. You will be overpowered. You can't judge if this AI is cherry picking obscure facts or not because it has access to the whole world of information and you're just a human. There's a strategic asymmetry. The AI could be trained on human psychology, cognitive biases, negotiation tactics, sales tactics. You're outsmarted. You're outmatched. No human salesperson could have these skills. And then there's intentional asymmetry. When you're engaged with a human salesperson, you generally know what their intentions are to sell you a product or service. You won't know the agenda of your search engine. You could stumble on a certain website, engage with it, have a conversational interaction, and you might not realize that its real goal is not to give you the sports information that you want, but to deliver subtle messaging through conversation. And so what do we do about it? Well, we need to educate policymakers and regulators. First, they need to understand generative AI enables new forms of targeted influence. It's not just traditional influence generated at scale. They need to understand that generative AI the influence agenda could be subtle messaging. The user might not even notice the targeted persuasion was woven into a conversation. They need to understand that generative AI can learn what works on you personally. They will model your persuasiveness. And should that even be allowed? Should they be allowed to model your persuasiveness to know what kind of tactics work best on you? So my recommendation is that all forms of targeted generative influence should be highly regulated but especially if it's interactive and adaptive. For example, conversational influence should be very highly regulated and it's very easy to deploy in dangerous ways. So again, I'm Lewis Rosenberg. Feel free to contact me at lewis at unanimous.ai. And if you want more information about this particular topic, I've written a recent paper called The Manipulation Problem, Generative AI and the Threat to Epistemic Agency that you can also find online. Thanks. Tom, thanks for joining me up here. Um, you know, it's, uh, I wanted to find something. I wanted to find agency because I think the whole talk on agency is clear and it's the capacity for human beings to make choices and impose those choices on the world around them. And what the argument that Lewis is making is that this technology, this AI will impact our ability to do that. How do you respond to that? There were a lot of really good points raised, and I absolutely agree that AI can influence you into doing things. How does this relate to orthopedic surgery? I mean, obviously it has a lot of impact in the world, but if you want to, say, influence your patients into taking some medication or perhaps seeking the care that they need, this might be a tool that could possibly happen in the future where you have their medical record, you have information about them, and you can personalize a care strategy for them that they're more likely to actually take. So, and this is the point Dr. Vale made just as we got on stage this morning, which is these technologies have a bright side and a dark side. There's the white hats and the black hats, which is the, the terminology that we use in cybersecurity. And a lot of folks right now are just a little concerned about the dark side of this. The upside we've heard, uh, we heard about the opportunity for conversational AI to be great chatbots yesterday from Memora Health. They're already looking into using that to decrease the burden on our staff, right? Ask the right questions. And on the back end, gosh, I can, it's, imagine going to a dealership to buy a car and 
they know how much money you make. They know how many access you got into. They know how fast you, you've got no negotiating power whatsoever. Just I was thinking about that as an example. It's this asymmetry it sounds very concerning. How do you think what will happen to people? Where will they look for information? Because at some point when you can't trust anything, it gets very disorienting. Yeah, the future is going to be very weird. A lot of people I imagine are going to rely more on trusted sources. So you've seen that this particular source is correct most of the time and you might go back to them and use them as maybe a myriad of sources that you're trying to get. Because sometimes the information that you're pulling or that you're finding isn't gonna be correct. And this is only gonna get compounded with these new GPT or chatbot models. As they become more and more powerful, hopefully they won't be giving us as much misinformation or disinformation or the other things that were listed here. But it's not quite certain. Yeah. So interesting because you're not pushing back. You agree with what he's saying. Absolutely. I've yet to hear anybody who is familiar with the space actually push back on the statements made here. And what I love about this presentation was he didn't put a qualitative aspect to it. This is just presenting facts. This is. It isn't good. It isn't bad. It just is. And it's important that we learn how to think about it. And he also said it's going to be a one to two, maybe three year time frame before everything changes. It's not a 10 year time frame. Do you agree with that? I think that we're gonna see major disruptions in this space within this year. You know, Last year when I was asked uh, what things are gonna be like in 10 years, I said, no one's gonna know and look at us now. ChatGPT came and we're all talking about it here today. This technology is only gonna get more and more sophisticated. For those of you who don't know, last year DocSF was set in 2037. We decided to have the whole conference. You walk in the door, you're 25 years ahead, what's the world look like? And I encourage you to go look at those podcasts, they're amazing. And even that group of people weren't really picturing the changes that have happened in the past 12 months. You preface this by saying, I'm not sure what this has to do with orthopedics. It has everything to do with orthopedics. This is the purpose of DocSF, is to tell you that we do not live in a bubble that's exempt from the rest of the planet's growth and moving forward. We are average age, probably a little over 40 here. Who was sitting at breakfast with me? This young lady to my right. Was she here? Oh, it's too bad. She is fully integrated ChatGPT into her workflows. All her customer conversations go through ChatGPT. She has several apps open at the same time that pulls data so that when she has to reference a surgeon in two or three clicks, she can answer all the emails. She has switched all the way over to Edge because Chrome wasn't sufficiently integrated. And for her, it was second nature. And I'm just keep thinking to myself, it is happening, it's happening quickly. It is not necessarily happening where you think it's happening, the, in the halls of power. In fact, the halls of power, just by their age, are almost insulated from it. They almost don't get it. And ortho is going to be massively impacted by all this. I don't think we're going to escape it. And on the good side, the white hat side, the ability to predict motion, to predict what we're going to be doing, the diagnostics piece, we're going to get into it later today. But it's, I don't think we'll be insulated. What do you think? We'll definitely won't be insulated. There will be white hat and black hat events happening in your lifetime. I'm also one of those nerds that use uh, generative AI, ChatGPT, and others to answer my emails. Sorry, all my collaborators in the room. <laughs> that was automated. <laughs> I've done a fun thing here today where I've asked ChatGPT to give me a few bullet points about generative AI and how it can impact orthopedic surgery. Great. What you got? It could assist with pre-operative planning. We've talked a lot about that, managing patient care and you know, maybe even some predictive models. It can improve implant design, enhance surgical accuracy, and might enable personalized rehabilitation plans. So notice that it didn't tell you the downsides. 
<laughs> yeah. So again, you really need to be checking these things because sometimes they might be hallucinating or giving mis or disinformation. And the problem isn't going to go away. And that's why I think that people are always going to need to be in the loop, called a human in the loop. In this case, experts, surgical experts who can guide these software and really know when it goes wrong. But that being said, there's a huge opportunity here because we presented yesterday the diagnostic accuracy of GPT versus clinicians. It's not quite good enough yet, but it might get there one day. And these tools are very cheap. They can be deployed in places that don't have adequate healthcare. But, you know, you might again, run the risk of having bad information in there and you would need someone who's an expert in the loop. But maybe it'll be able to help you improve those things that we just talked about and also be able to improve your reach, the amount of people that you can help. Gosh, so many things came through my mind as you were talking about this technology. So you said yesterday that AI, this form of AI is a mirror of humanity. It is simply a concentration of all that's on the web and that's it and that's nice but it's not the end of it it's that's the beginning that was the initial concept so i want to share with you a little bit because we did hear sam altman speak recently and why he released chat gpt3 when he did and there was a lot of pressure on him not to do that and it was a very interesting argument he said look here's the deal all ai is only as good as the data that's trained on and it reflects the data it's trained on would you rather have a super well-informed AI being released into the world where the person is controlling the data stream that informed that AI is a government, maybe not a friendly government, or a large corporation with a very specific intent, or do we want the beginnings of the intelligence of this software to reflect a broader base? And I think that his ideas are, look, let's just release it, let's get everybody on board, because the questions that we ask are what creates the links within the system to increase it, inform its intelligence, correct? So by having the general humanity, the world, the planet, inform it, it becomes representative of the people as opposed to a corporate or a government. Do you agree with that? Yes. I think in the future we're going to have these AI tools that are built by, say, governments or corporations, people on the internet. There's going to be one for every different thing you want to ask it. Some of them are not going to have the kinds of rules or regulations that we're talking about here. I think the watermarks are a great idea for generative AI video and images. But honestly, because some person can make it on their home laptop, you're not always going to have that. It's just not going to happen. But yeah, there are all kinds of different ways that these things can be made and they're going to be ubiquitous in the future. So I suspect that DocSF2024 will speak mostly to this topic. So thank you very much for joining me, and I really appreciate you helping us think through this. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Digital Orthopedics Podcast. If you find the talks as incredibly informative and topical as we do, please do share this podcast with your friends and leave us a nice review on your podcast player of choice. It would mean a lot to us if you did. 